Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. In today's episode, Jordan, Butsy, and I go over the Celtics' devastating loss to the Sixers, and then we talk about the Nuggets and the Suns game. All right, I'm here with Jordan and Butsy, and we're going to start by talking about the Celtics and the Sixers game, and then we're going to finish wrapping up with a little bit of that Denver game that was much better than the Celtics game. Um, So, Celtics game, Celtics come out flat. They really don't get going until, like, last couple minutes of the fourth really they t- they bring it to overtime and joe Missoula doesn't call a timeout james harden hits a three and we lose by one um that's a game we needed to win we could have won uh it would have been a good celtics performance had we won but now i feel like i have more questions than answers here so we'll start with you jordan what was your first takeaway from that game i actually came away pretty positive after this game um the the first half was just horrible. Mm. Tatum was not himself. But we held it to around nine. I think we were down nine at half. And we just, I, I love the way we fought all game. I thought we could have easily folded over and just let them, you know, go up 25, 30 and end the game. But I think we kept fighting. Uh, we kept it close. And then Tatum came out in the second half and, and really turned it around. I don't know what percentage he shot, but I know it was high and ended with 18 rebounds. So th- I was happy to see him kind of. You know, when when his shot's not falling, be able to to impact the game in other ways. But overall, I mean, this was kind of a this would have been a, a a theft if we won this game, in my opinion. I think this would have been a choke from the Sixers, and this this was more of a must win for them than it was for us. So I have more to say, but overall, I'm not too worried. I think this was just a really poor first half. Yeah, and if you want to talk about a game that we had no business being in and somehow found a way to, you know, be absurdly competitive in, uh, it's 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 really impressive, like what Jordan said, how we were able to fight. We went down like 16 in the third quarter, and I was like, this game's over, this game's clipped up. And then and, uh, we kind of flipped a mental switch and just started playing a lot harder than they did um, on the defensive end. And we started getting to the rim a lot more on offense in the, first ha- uh, in the second half. First half settled for a lot of outside shots, weren't really falling, they weren't bad shots necessarily they just weren't going in um and then in the second half we came out attacking even though we went down 16 like i really liked the way we played offense in the second half uh getting to the rim and letting that dictate the threes we take we got a lot more good good looks from three i guess you could say because we were attacking the rim and they were collapsing a ton um but must win for the Sixers, not really a must win for the celtics the fact that we pushed it to overtime and and kind of gave it away but not really uh, as a testament to how this team can actually fight um, and hopefully see more of that going forward and hopefully see more of that aggressiveness uh, throughout the duration of a game rather than just when we go down 16. But I like the fact that we fought when we went down and, um, you know, I'll save my technical technical analysis for after. Jordan, are you okay with Marcus Smart shooting 10 threes? Yeah, so that's kind of where I was actually going to go next. I'm okay with 10 threes if they're good looks. And I think a good amount of them were, but I would say probably two or three of them were bad shots. The bigger concern for me, though, is kind of the down the stretch stuff where we go up 105 to 100, I think. And whatever happens, Philly 
Philly ties it up and it gets to 105 and the Celtics have the ball with 15 seconds. The way they tied it up was frustrating, but we don't have to go into it. I was frustrated with the last play of regulation where 15 seconds left. Joe Missoula doesn't have a single play in his back pocket. He doesn't want to call a timeout. Like I understand it's, it's the philosophy. Um, but I think, I think the letting the teams go works better when it's like off of a rebound or, or it's like some sort of a fast break where we're taking the ball out of bounds. Like, why don't we call a ball or call a timeout, advance the ball, drop a play like that frustrated me. And then, I mean, smart ends up taking the last shot that frustrated me too. I, I yeah. can't stand when he takes the last shot. It just never feels like it's going in. And I don't understand why our best player doesn't take the last shot. I mean, obviously their their whole process is that they're going to try and cover Brown and Tatum the best because they're the guys that are supposed to take the last shots. But um, there's been a stat floating around that I believe Smart has something like 15 last second shots and combined Tatum and Brown have a total of like 13. So Smart has shot more last second game game winning attempt shots than Tatum and Brown have shot combined. Um, that's just something that we can't happen. And one of the, one of the things that I missed about Ime is that he, or not Ime per se, it was Brad, mostly Brad was the best with this, is that he would call a timeout and drop these insane plays that would always result in like a game-winning basket. I feel way more confident in Brad than I felt in uh, Benzula so far because he hasn't shown the ability to figure out these game and end of game situations and our players just aren't good enough right now to take it into their own hands and go get a shot. They don't have the mentality that a Devin Booker or a Steph Curry or um, a KD has in trying to take this last shot. We just haven't seen it from them. So I, I, it pisses me off. Yeah. I, um, it's interesting because the shots that smart takes are usually off of like a catch and shoot or Tatum gets doubled or something like that. So they're defending Tatum well towards the end of games, obviously, and they're defending Brown. Well, why doesn't Brown get the ball also, too? Uh, uh, especially when he's had a game where he's been playing really well, although Tatum did have a great second half. I think he had, like, 25 in the second half or something like that. Um, it's either, like, Tatum settles for a tough shot, and we have to live with that result, or we have Marcus Smart taking a decent look from three for the game. It's like we have to pick our poison at some point, but also, like, we have plays like we have end of game plays. The one where Tatum fucking, uh, you know, starts at the other free throw line, ball goes into smart and smart makes that bounce pass. Tatum mm-hmm. picks a side and beats his guy and scores. He dunked on fucking Jared Allen against the Cavs in the regular season to force overtime. And then at the game winner against the Sixers in Philly, like run that play every fucking time, have that be your Tatum play and then have a Brown play. It's really not that complicated. And like Jordan said, you see, like, you don't see them call it in college, like, call that timeout in college because it's after, like, they're busting up the floor because the clock's running or it's a missed shot or it's a block or it's something, like, exciting that everyone's fired up. We're not, you know, they're not walking up, taking their time, trying to set something up like we are. Call a fucking timeout. I'm more aggravated with the one in overtime because we were losing. Like, if mm. we're tied... I get it. Like, I, I, I kind of, I more understand it than when we're down one. We're down one, and you're just going to say, go play and get a bucket in the fucking playoffs in a pivotal game four. If we go 3-1, the series is over. Now it's 2-2. Two, two, now it's best of three. So it's it's painful. But also, one thing I think we're going to get into a little bit is Brown fucking pretty much sold the game by doubling yeah, out of the double. corner off of Harden. I mean, that might have been the most bonehead basketball play I've ever seen. I mean, Harden has fucking 39, and we're going to leave him open in the corner. I uh, Like, we're, 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 up to, we're going to give Embiid 
a two over Tatum rather than fucking have the hottest guy in the arena shoot an open three. So that's just my two cents. I'm I'm aggravated, but I mean it's a I'm I'm positive because of the way we fought in the game, but I'm aggravated because of how we handled ourselves when we came back. We did all this work to come back and then we played so poorly collectively, coaching, uh, you know, decision making down the stretch was just brutal. It's been a problem for the Celtics for the fucking forever, it feels like, but definitely the last two years uh, as we started to compete for championships, and it's not going to fly if we're going to want to win a title. No, not at all. And I think there is one worse basketball, one more boneheaded play that happened in the next game. I think Jordan knows what I'm talking about that we'll get into. But there was two pretty bad uh, plays in both games. The Jalen Brown help was terrible. I don't know what the thought on that one was. I think he he's, he actually came out afterwards and said that he shouldn't have. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I also want to say that there is what's going on with Rob Will. Why is he not? Is that just a spacing thing that he's not playing because Horford's better at spacing the floor? Or are we trying to save him for a next series? Like, why is he getting 14 minutes, uh, Jordan? Yeah, I definitely think it's spacing. And Horford played out of his mind this game. So there was no reason uh, yeah. for Robert Williams. He didn't have a huge game on the stat sheet, but it ends with five blocks. Really gave Embiid trouble in the fourth quarter. And I mean, that's the only reason you would want Rob in over Al is for defensive purposes. So if, if Al's going to, you know, plays out ass off on defense and be able to space the floor, then yeah, I, I don't mind um, having Rob on the bench. Um, I will say I, I don't mind our too big lineup, but we, we don't go to it very often. No, we really don't. Um, I wanted to say also with Butsy's point, why the fuck do we walk the ball up the floor? Philly has the worst transitional defense in the NBA. They're slow. They love taking their time. We're playing down to their level. We need to be fast, fast, fast. The only guy that wants to run, if you let me list off their starting, uh, like their their kind of main players that actually play: PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, George Niang, Paul Reed, DeAnthony Melton, and sometimes McDaniel's plays. The only guy that wants to play on or that wants to run on that team is Tyrese Maxey. So why are we not running the ball up the fucking floor? Because to me. That's how we win is we just keep going in transition. And that's kind of what the Celtics were doing. Their pace was great in the second half. They they really brought that pace up. They really started running on Philly, and that's Philly's kryptonite. And I absolutely despise the Marcus Smart rolling the ball up the floor for no reason. It doesn't make sense. If you're not going to sit there and draw a play, then run the ball up the floor and get them in there when they're not transitioned yet. It it doesn't make sense to me. This It's almost like Missoula is still learning this team, which he is because it's his first year, but he's been with them all year. And I I don't know, man, like maybe we're overlooking the fact that it's an anomaly. What Ime did with the Celtics in his first year, bringing them to the finals, that doesn't happen for first year coaches. So maybe we had our expectations too high for for Missoula. But I mean, a part of this is on the players, too. They got to figure something out. Like, I don't I don't know, man, this I know you guys are like happier or higher on this team right now after that game and I understand why but to me I'm so afraid of the long term with this team in terms of do you think we can really win all these rounds and get a championship yes maybe we can beat the Sixers if you go against the Heat and Eric Spolstra who right now is a better coach than Missoula which is not saying anything that crazy because Spolstra is an amazing coach we can get out outplayed by the Heat and Jimmy Butler and their team is not mentally weak and our team it's questionable whether or not we're mentally weak. So I'm a little afraid for this team in the next round. And if we do make the finals, but going up against a team like a Denver or God forbid a warriors again, like, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous here. Uh, how are you feeling about it? Butts? 
Yeah, I'm a little nervous as well, and it's interesting you bring up the coaching matchup because it's not even like we're getting outcoached. He's just not coaching. It's yes. like he's not making any kind of uh, decisions down the stretch that are helping us win games like in any capacity. Um, I'm nervous about us when we play a real team because I don't think the Sixers are that fucking good. I no, really don't. they're really not. I really don't think they're that good. And do I think the Heat are that good? Absolutely not. I really don't think they are. I don't think the Knicks have the- are either. They'll have the best player on the te- on the floor if the the Heat play us because no one's better than Jimmy Butler. No, not right now, probably. But the Celtics are the best team in the in the East, and I, I firmly believe that. But now I have questions about whether the best team in the league, uh, after how we've handled ourselves down the stretch lately. Um, but like a team like Golden State, uh, is absolutely going to torch us if we play like this ever again. Um, and we're never going to win a game down the stretch if we do this again. Uh, and that's and that's you know the difference between you know being a finals contender and being a champion is kind of how you handle yourselves down the stretch and how it, can you win the close games the big close games like the, like last night. Um, so I'm not I'm not as I don't feel great about like the finals chances, but I, I do still think we're okay in the East despite the fact that you know we're not playing our best collective basketball as a unit. Jordan, I disagree with you guys on a couple of fronts here first of all i think philly's very good i don't know where that narrative is coming from that they're not because they're not as talented as the celtics i don't think anyone's as as talented as the celtics though that's fair i mean i think since like december philly has had the best record in the league since that time since there's some stat about it i don't know if it's all-star break or it's before that but philly's a very good team i think whoever wins this series is coming out of the East. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if either of these teams win the finals. So this would be a great series to win, um, especially when Harden plays like that. And we almost overcame it. They have two extremely good players and a good supporting cast. And then say what you will about doc rivers, but he's out coaching Joe Missoula. So in terms of like the championship stuff and going all the way, I don't love I, I really hate how we execute down the stretch and that's been an issue forever and we've talked about it I don't know how many times on podcasts and not on podcasts. Um but this this year the league doesn't have a juggernaut. Like I don't look at one team and say we can't beat them. So that's why I, I'm probably a little more positive. I think Vegas has us as the favorites, I believe, still. And I agree. I if I if I had to pick one team, I think the Celtics have the best chance of winning the title. Wow. All right. I didn't expect you to be that um, high on them. I do. I Yeah, Philly is talented, but I think, I mean, our one through five, Tatum, Horford, Smart, White, Brown, compared to Tucker, Harris, Joel Embiid, Maxi, Harden. I mean, their, big two, their two big stars are really, really solid, but I mean, Harden, you can expect next game for him to most likely take off because he had a, he had a huge game uh, this game, and he usually takes off a game in between his big ones. Um, and Embiid, I know he had 34, but he looked a little scared. Do you want to talk about him a little bit? I thought I thought Horford did a really, really good job um, on him, like you mentioned, Jordan. Um, what, what what do you think was the best thing that Horford was doing against Embiid, the most successful tactic against him? Uh, honestly, I think Embiid was just really gassed. He looked, and... he looked a little scared, too, a little bit. I don't know if it's like the injury, like if his legs aren't back. He lost confidence, though. Yeah. What you're saying about the scared part, he absolutely did because Al blocked a shot like twice in a row. And then Embiid, uh, PJ Tucker mentioned it after the game. Like he was not nearly as assertive or aggressive. He ended with 34 points. 
I don't know how many of those came in the fourth, but it couldn't have been much in, in overtime. It couldn't have been that many because mm-hmm. Al absolutely took his confidence away. And I, I think it has a little bit more to do with Embiid playing all those minutes rather than Al playing really good defense. But you, you do give credit to Al, too, because it's really tough to block that guy's shot. And he did it, I don't know, twice or three times in a quarter. Yeah, and it's impressive at Al's age just to be able to do that. Um, all right, anything on anything else on this game before we transition to the next game? Yeah, I was gonna say I think you got to give Al a lot of credit. I mean, yeah, he had he, he didn't have him Embi- like Embiid. Yes, didn't have his legs, but he had him second guessing every decision he was making. Like it wasn't like Al was just in better shape than Embiid. Like Embiid was confused about what to do when, mm-hmm. like when to shoot it, you know, was Al there? Was he going to fucking jump? And that, I think that's why Rob didn't play as well was because Al was playing so great on defense. Uh, we saw when Rob came in one time, Rob was guarding Embiid, and Embiid hit him with a pump fake, and Rob was fucking jumping out of the gym to try and block the shot. So I think Al is a lot more of a disciplined defender, uh, and when you're a disciplined defender playing a guy who's pretty tired, that discipline is going to be huge because you're probably going to be able to stay on your ground the majority of the time and, and be able to make a good defensive stop. Um, so that's why I think we saw it out. I think he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, he also looked fucking 25 when he, you know, went down the lane for that dunk. I mean, that was fucking crazy. He's like 34 years old. Um, but I I think going forward, I think Embiid is going to be more tired. I think he's going to continue to get tired because he's going to have to play 40 plus minutes if they're going to want to win this series. And I don't think they're going to get the best Joel Embiid if he plays 40 plus minutes for the remainder of these three games. I agree. And God forbid if they win the series, what is he going to look like next series or even in the finals? I mean, he might just be hobbled by the time they make the finals if they do. He probably, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, he's already just nursing an injury back. So, I mean, there's no way he remains at whatever solid level he was before the playoffs. Um, All right, anything else on this game, Jordan? You got anything? I just want to... It's been bothering me since you said that you were surprised that I'm high on the Celtics. Like, <laughs> who are you guys looking at and, and you're so scared Denver. of? And why, like, Denver's very good, but they can easily lose this Phoenix series. They could lose to the Lakers. They could lose to the Warriors. Like, I think this is as up in the air as a championship has ever been. And I, I don't know. I just feel like you guys are in the minority. Like, Vegas has the Celtics favored. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I, I, uh, that's two things. One, I don't want to overestimate us because I don't want it to come fucking bite me in the ass when I say we're the best team in the NBA and then we fucking lose to the Sixers in this series. Like, I I don't want that to happen, so I'm mainly just trying to not jinx ourselves here by saying we're the best in the NBA. But second, you watch games like today and – or sorry, yesterday, and we go down 16, and yes, we came back, and, and yeah, we lost down the stretch, but I don't think that happens against a team like Golden State. Like, I don't really think a team like Golden State or Denver lets you come back from 16 down in a game. You know, like, mm. I, I think they find a way. Like, um, I was listening to, I forget what podcast I was listening to. Um, fuck. But they were talking about how down the stretch, when the Celtics coming back like this, Embiid has to say, give me the fucking ball. I'm the MVP. I'm going to go win this game. Right? That's what and Steph does. Steph can do that. Steph can say, give me the fucking ball. You guys aren't coming back. I'm gonna win this game. Jokic can probably go do that. Jokic, too. yeah, Jokic can do so that. So they uh, like teams like that will not allow us to come back from a 16 point lead. So I just think we have to play better than we are right now if we want to win a title. Like obviously, game two was fucking unbelievable. If we can get more, and, and we hit way too many threes that game, we're not gonna shoot that well every game. And I don't never would never expect us to. 
but just a little more consistency would be would be nice. And uh, because some game like offensively, we just look so different sometimes. Sometimes it's we just all settle for threes and come out in the second half and then fucking attack the rim. So I like to see more rim uh attacking at the rim, which leads to which leads to um our three point shooting, but it's just a little more consistency out of us and I'll feel a little more confident. But I I mainly don't want to jinx us. I, I just I've been watching this I mean, I know we've been watching this team all year. Um I've this has been one of the more worrisome seasons for me just watching because we this team has had a lot of problems. It wasn't like I mean, I know we had a really good record at the start, but it started to fall apart there for a little bit. And we've gone through some tough stretches and we haven't been consistent. Like Butsy said, we don't know how to finish a game. We love blowing 20 point leads and our two stars in moments sometimes look scared. And our number one star doesn't bring it every, doesn't seem to really, you know, bring it every night, like the top stars in the league. And maybe he's not that maybe Tatum is not your top three in the NBA. Like we kind of maybe thought he was destined to be. Um, he's still really young, so it is still early. Um, you do grow during through the finals, so that or through the playoffs rather, that might change us. But I can't get the thought in the look of their faces in Game Six when the Warriors beat us, and in Game Five because what the Warriors did to us in the finals really exposed all of our weaknesses. There are teams that can do that to us in the playoffs that I think I, I like I think can happen, um, and I think we. I hate to say it, but I do think Ime might have been a Ime had this motivation and mentality about him that he was an alpha male and he was the one that was going to scream. Remember, he would call those timeouts and scream at those guys. Missoula is not the same type of person as Ime. And on a team where we've been notoriously soft, I think we need a guy like Ime or someone to scream at him. I, I don't know what he did. I'm not saying I would, I mean, I'm not saying I would rather have Ime or Joe right now. I'm just saying I would rather have someone who, you know, is more vocal and brings some balls for lack of a better term to this team, because sometimes it seems like we need a kick in them. I think we would absolutely rather have Ime. I'm not super. Yeah. Not, saying yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I don't know what he did. So it's just like, I don't That's know. That's true. Yeah. Like just on the court though, as a coach, on the court. Yeah. As a coach. Yeah. I, yeah. But last thing I'll say, and then we can move on. Only reason I, I mean, you guys made a lot of good points. First of all, a lot of valid points. I have learned over my many years of living to never doubt Vegas and Vegas believes in the Celtics. Therefore I believe in the Celtics. That's all. Okay. Um, the, that's not, that's honestly probably the best advice you're going to hear from this show, because if you take away anything, learn to trust Vegas. Cause whenever you go against them, they fuck you. Um, okay. Devin Booker is better than Jason Tatum. Jordan, do you agree with that statement or disagree? Oh, I was, having the same thought last night. I Can I read you their stats? Can I read you their stats before? Uh, I, I wish you wouldn't. Okay. You should have done, you should have done it like a mystery player type thing. Like name that player. Oh. All right. And name the player with <laughs> name, the player who averages 36.8 points, 7.4 assists and 5.1 <laughs> rebounds in the playoffs so far in a shooting 61.7% from the field and 51% from three. That's Devin Booker. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boys, we're having, we're Devin Booker. I think he's better than Tatum right now because Booker has the mentality. You can call it Mamba-esque. I don't know what I, – I wouldn't call it that. I would just say that those these two guys clearly idolized Kobe. Booker, I think, has more of the mindset where he is a fuck you. He talks shit. He goes and he you know, does what he has to. The level that he's playing 
and the confidence that he has that Tatum does not have is the reason for me that I'm picking Devin Booker because this guy, I mean, he just has something about him that I would I would, I would want on my team. He, he's bringing his defense back up. Tatum makes winning plays. And I know when I read out the stats, it's going to sound like, you know, a lot different. You can't, you know, hurt Tatum too much. I mean, he has 20, he's averaging 23.3 points, 7.3 rebounds and four and a half assists. Um, so he, he's averaging less, less assists, but a few more rebounds. Tatum makes a lot of great winning plays, but he's also taking on the hardest um, assignments from every team defensively. So, you know, it's impressive when he does do what he does, but he is so much more Booker is so much more consistent than Tatum, in my opinion. And in these playoffs so far, that's just a fact. Um, I hate doing this, but I, I think we need to talk about it because in terms of rankings, I mean, but uh, it's like Butler, Curry, Booker, you know, and then KD and Steph. But who else are we throwing up there? I, I, I wouldn't put Tatum up there. Yeah, I don't know if I would right now either. I'd probably have Jalen Brown over him if we're talking just like how people perform these playoffs. But I also want to read you. Uh, the Celtics starting five. Then I also want you to. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. read you the the Suns starting five. Uh, so we're Tatum, Brown, Smart, Horford, Derek White. Mind you, we also have the sixth man of the year, Brogdon, coming off the bench, uh, along with Rob Will and Grant Williams are our main rotation guys. Okay, those are like our eight. So now let's take a let's go over to Phoenix and let's read uh Phoenix's starting five: Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Campaign, Josh Okoge, Landry Shamit. Uh. Landall off the bench. Jock Landell. Uh, He's be- better Landall. than DA. Landale. We'll get into that. Uh, and TJ Warren and Terrence Ross. I'm so, glad you did that because I was getting a little bit too uh, on to Booker there. I'm glad yeah, you, you did started meat writing him a little too much. Like when you look at these teams, it, it's 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 night and day based on how they're built, right? Like you have two absolute superstars in KD and Booker who are playing really fucking good. They're combining for like 80 points a game, 75 ish points a game. I mean, they're playing fucking unbelievable. Um, but the way the Celtics are built, they're built for like a more of a team brand basketball that I think translates to winning a lot more. Like if I'm the Celtics, I or you know, from a basketball perspective, I like where the Celtics are a lot more than I like where the Suns are. Like I would not want to rely on two guys to carry me to an entire championship. And even when Chris Paul's been playing, I knew he missed last night, but even when he's playing, he has not been been anything special. You know, he's scoring yeah. like eight to 10 points a game with like eight to 10 assists and seven rebounds, like nothing crazy at all. Um, but with the Celtics, you have scoring basically literally one through six that can put up 20 points a game, you know, on any given night. So the way these teams are built, I, I just, yes, Devin Booker may play better and, and look better right now, statistic wise. But I like, I think, you know, playoffs isn't really about who's playing the best. It's kind of about what team is playing the best and what team looks like they're destined for a championship, and I think it's the Celtics over the Suns. I, th- I think the way to say it is that the Celtics are a built team, and the Suns just aren't built. They just traded for KD, and they're going to build. This offseason is when they're going to actually build. This team was put together, like just kind of thrown together because of that KD trade presenting itself at the deadline. No one saw that one coming. So um, that those are good points. I just there's something about the look in their eye and the the mentality that you can that is visible on the court when you watch these guys play uh booker has a fuck you about him that tatum lacks and booker talks shit he gets nose to nose um he backs it up with his performance sometimes tatum disappears from the court and i that's kind of what sets him apart apart for me 
Um, Jordan, I know you're picking Tatum as well. Let's hear your case. Well, Butsy basically made my case for me. I do agree with you that Booker has a better mindset. I think because of that mindset, he's probably more consistent. And maybe more clutch if you want to go there. I, I could give you that. I could concede that. I think Tatum's far better on defense. Um, I think if you put Booker on the Celtics, I don't think we would reach the finals last year. I don't think we would be as good as we are this year. I would rather have Tatum on the Celtics because of his defense. I think he's better at getting to the rim. I think Tatum's Tatum, when he's playing well, you could argue is a top five player. Um, and I, I think Tatum Tatum playing at his best is better than Booker at his best. But I, I completely understand like when you're looking at these playoffs and how well Booker's been playing, it is so hard to to see that like Tatum has had stretches like this too where he's put it all together and he's been that guy. Um and also like yeah the main thing is if you put Tatum on the Suns with Kevin Durant like he's going to put up crazy numbers too. So I'm not I, I don't know. I'm not going to overreact that much um to where I I now think Booker is better than Tatum, but all credit to Booker, he's been amazing. I would just rather have Tatum. Okay, just taking a temperature check there. Um let's talk <laughs> about that Suns. Let's talk about that Suns game. What a fucking game. Uh, you know, there was a Landry Shamit sighting, which was fascinating. I, I We'll get into that. I was, didn't expect that. Um, Jock Landell is better than DeAndre Ayton. Didn't expect that. Um, we had a Jokic fighting the Suns owner in the sidelines. That was insane. And then we had four straight quarters of no one missing a shot and everyone looking awesome. We also had the dumbest shot that I've seen all season made me want to rip my hair out. This is what I was alluding to with the boneheaded play, Butsy. The Michael Porter Jr. fucking shot when they're down three, and he gets a wonderful steal, which he gets that steal. He reads the pass perfectly when he's in the post. Uh, he's fronting his man. I forget who it was. Um, someone makes a pass into the into the to kind of break whatever defense. They weren't in zone per se, but they were in like a man that sort of the way that everybody was stationed. It looked like a three-two zone, but it was with them because they're on five on five man on man. Um, they go to break it in the middle, pass it into whoever MPJ is on. MPJ jumps the passing lane, grabs it, runs, and goes and pulls up and takes a fucking top of the key three when they're down by three with like two minutes left. That's what Absolute. he does. I know that's, it's what he that's does. That's literally and what he does. NBA and airballed, by the way. Airballed. Yeah, I I think is. Aiden might have might have touched it. Awful shot. Um, the thing about with Porter is that. Michael Porter Jr. is like a draft darling. Like dra NBA draft Twitter was obsessed with him because he's 6'10, um, awful measurables in terms of health wise. Like he, they, someone said, uh, some scout said that he had like the worst NBA uh, health bill since like Greg Odin. Um, but his shot making ability is insane. The problem is he's got the Trey Young shot selection. So it's pretty fucking annoying when he takes these terrible shots. He's really catch and shoot though. Um, there was a compilation that I saw on Twitter of every, of him just catching the ball and shooting. And they're like, this guy who shoots it from anywhere all the time. He, um, I don't know. He has a lot of upside, but I, that thing that has always driven me crazy is that he shoots everything all the time and makes really bad shot selection like that. But this game was crazy. Jokic, Jokic is the best player in the NBA, right? I think I not not MVP MVP is a regular season award, so I was all right with Joel Embiid getting it. Jokic is the best currently playing at at, at the game. I think, right? Do you guys agree? Disagree? I still like Giannis, and I think you I can like argue Giannis. for Steph. 
yeah, I think those are those are the big three for sure. Um, but I I th- I think I like Jokic more. I think offensively, what he can do, Giannis is a little ones, a little less. Um, he he's a little less. He can do less offensively than Jokic can. His defense is insane, so that maybe that makes up for it. But Jokic can run an entire team and do everything for the team, and it's it's like Luca esque offensive production, but on a better play style that makes everyone better around him. So I don't know what he can do fundamentally. Just I think makes him the better, the best player in the league right now, um, in the playoffs remaining for a hundred percent. So I mean, what a performance from him, and what a performance from the the Suns as well. Uh, what's your first takeaway from this game, Jordan? Well, first of all, I just want to talk about the MPJ shot because I think it's weird that a lot of times we'll criticize like star players for losing confidence throughout the game, like <laughs> like we just did with Embiid, and yeah. we do often with Tatum. But then for other guys, we're like, you should lose some confidence. Like he Please. was <laughs> he was four for twelve, I think, at that point or something like that, and he comes down and jacks a, a heat check, and it's just. I don't know. It's it's a weird like dynamic where we're criticizing people for losing confidence, but it's also like don't take shots when you're or, or don't take like heat checks when you're three, not hot. MPJ is also not Joel Embiid. Yeah, three names no. came. Three names came to mind. You said that, and I think Marcus Smart, Bones, Highland, MPJ are the three where I'm like, all right, maybe maybe lose a little bit of that confidence. Russell Westbrook's but up there, but sometimes like imagine if Tatum had that confidence, we would we would have like four rings. Yes, that's a really good point. I think even if Tatum took that shot, though, I would have criticized it because that was a fucking awful. Yeah. I, you know how much I hate um, early in the shot clock, chucked up threes at the time. I don't think anyone no, likes it, but you know, I always text you guys about how much I hate that. Yeah, that was an indefensible shot. I just you must hate every two thing. for one in history because literally, no, no, that's like, different. That... Maxi came down and jacked one yesterday and no, ball, and I was like, two... well, two for one. Two for ones make more sense than that. I maybe that's what he was thinking was a two for one, but that one was like, I don't know. That was just Balls indefensible. Two for one. That, that was, was like a... Denzel Valentine, that famous Denzel Valentine yes. shot when he came yeah. down when he was like two for twelve and just jacked the three from thirty five oh, feet. Fucking awful. Um, but yeah, go ahead. When Jordan. we started, when we started this podcast, I did not think we would throw out a Denzel Valentine reference, but yeah. that's why. <laughs> hey, <former laughs> Celtics, just ba- I'm just a basketball here. I'm just, I'm, just a, I'm just a basketball head. Former Celtic, shout for out like yeah. a day. for like two for days. Day. Main takeaway, back to Max's question that was asked five minutes ago, is <laughs> I think when KD is aggressive like he was last night and he doesn't defer and he doesn't sit in the corner and he doesn't act like he's just a really tall, good shooter, I think the Suns can actually win this series. I'm not picking them. I still think Denver's the better team, the more complete team. I think it's basically impossible for Booker to keep playing this well he, sh- he shot like 80 percent over the last two games i don't think that keeps up but i do think this is a a key like defining legacy series almost for kevin durant and that game was a big step in the right direction obviously booker played great um 14 for 18 with 36 points KD went 11 for 19 with 36 points and just a completely different play style from the get-go and that completely changed how the suns play uh, and and how they were able to come out. This is how they're gonna have to beat the Nuggets, one twenty nine to one twenty four. It's gonna be games like those. Um, they're not gonna they're not gonna win on defense. They're not gonna be able to stop the Nuggets in any capacity. They're just gonna have to outscore them every game. Um, I 
Dude, I don't know, man. I, I do think the Suns have a fighting chance if they keep scoring like this. I mean, like, why not? You know, why not? If Devin Booker and KD keep scoring 35 apiece every game, why not? But that's the only way they're going <laughs> to win is if they keep that up. It's not sustainable for a complete finals run, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's entertaining to watch and they definitely could win this series, which would, which would be kind of fascinating. I think I, I'm not out of it. They're not out of it now, but I, I still love Denver here. I, I think Denver can get it done for sure because I mean, they, they are putting a lot of miles on these guys quick minutes uh played check on who has played the most minutes so far in the NBA or in the playoffs. Number 1 Tatum at 389, number 2 is KD 387, and number 3 is Devin Booker 383, number 4 Jalen Brown 377. Um put into perspective, those two guys have gone to um some OTs that the Suns players have not gone to. So, I mean, it's a little worrisome the mileage that you're putting on KD who's coming off of an injury. And Booker, I mean, Booker, the mileage isn't that crazy. That's what he's built to do right now. But a little worried about that. Um, Jordan, so you're in, you know, that you kind of meet a group of bullies and they tell you you have to hit a three. Um, you have three opportunities to hit three threes or you'll get like, you know, shit on you. You pick Steph Curry or Landry Shamit in that oper- <laughs> in that s- scenario. Jesus, man. Last night it was Landry. It was Landry, right? Slide. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you asked me that during the game last night, ha- did he play last game? Because I don't, I don't no, know. No, he got a DNP I, last game. Yeah, he got, he got a DNP, and then he comes out and basically closes the game for the Suns, I would say. Like, keeps the distance between these two teams while Jokic is going on this absurd run, and they're trying to make their, their final push to complete a comeback. Landry Shamit just lights up the arena. Um, What was he, 5 for 7? Uh, He was... Five for eight from the three and six for nine from the field. He had 19 points. He was a plus 15. <laughs> His other stats, zero assists, zero rebounds, zero steals, zero blocks, zero foul, or one foul. But that's the whole, it's like the whole idea with the Suns. This was their perfect game is give up a million points, yeah. have KD and Booker go off, and then have one guy. If anyone else can score like a couple big buckets, then they're going to win games. Um, that's, you know, a big reason why, like, I don't think it's sustainable, but good for Landry. I I don't think this is going to happen again, but that was awesome. Uh, let's play a quick game of match the player to their numbers. Okay. So 27 minutes net minus 13 plus minus. Who is that? In what, what game? In the Suns game. On what team? He's on the Suns. He's on the Suns. Started. Okay. Um, Tori Craig? Nope. He's DeAndre Ayton. Yes. Oh my God. Twenty-one minutes plus sixteen. Also uh, on the Suns. Yes. Boys, what was it? What Jock Landell did all right on on uh, Jokic. Can I put Let's that out there? Let's not go there. He did all right. Let's not go there. He did all right. He did all right. He fought. On a couple of plays. He fought, he fought really fought. hard. He fought harder. He did better than Ayton was doing. Is that fair yes, to say? I agree. I agree. So. What happens now? Because it looks to me like the Suns have had issues with Aiton the entire time he's been there. Um, in fact, he signed and trade. He signed to play with the Pacers, and their old owner kind of, you know, signed him. So Aiton doesn't necessarily want to be on the Suns because he was a restricted free agent. Signs with the Pacers this offseason, gets his contract matched by 
the Suns, so they retain him, even though in all media it seemed like they weren't into him. Him and Monty Williams had a big falling out in the finals after they lost. Um, no, sorry, in the cho- when they choked this last season, and then you know apparently didn't talk until the start of the season. Um, Chris Paul has apparently said that he's not a very hard worker. He plays too many video games. Doesn't seem very tuned in and interested. What What do you guys think of what Aiton can be and what he is now? And do you think Do you think they should go to Jock Lindell more in the series? We'll start with you, Butsy. Um, man, this is tough because Aiton shows flashes of brilliant offensive work, and even he like he can be a rebounding anchor on defense, but the consistency is just not there at all. And I don't know if it's I, I in my opinion, I think it's something you can't teach, whether it's like a passion thing or just like a love for the game, like a drive. He just doesn't seem to have that. He just seems to kind of be no. a freak of nature that goes out there and can put up numbers when, you know, if, if it's his night and if it's not his night, he's just going to walk around there and and, you know, try and, you know, just try and do whatever he can, but not really give a shit either way. Uh, Landall seems to be have a little more of a chip, a little more anger. It's kind of funny that we were talking about this because. Lindahl literally had an interview the other day where he was like, yeah. I don't understand why everyone's giving Aiden so much shit. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, I'm tired of it. Like, I'm tired of Aiden getting so much shit for the way he's playing. And then he comes out and basically just outperforms Aiden uh, in game four, which I think was kind of funny. But um, I think they should go to him more if it's not Aiden's day early. Like, if you can kind of see that Aiden's not really locked in. And that's obviously a, a big feel thing from the coach. And we know how Monty feels about um Aiden to begin with but if you kind of see that Aiden isn't really there early maybe he's you know missing his shots or he doesn't really seem dialed in maybe you go to Landall and it's his game um uh, and I'm and I'm talking like starter minutes possibly more minutes than Aiden um but you do have to give Aiden a fair chance because when he's on he he can be a very uh, impactful player yeah I think it's weird with Aiden because his like his best games with this team with Booker and KD are, are like 20 and 12 games. And even in those games, like it just never feels dominant to me. It never feels like he's imposing his will on the other team. He always, like Butsy said, has like just some form of disengagement. And it's just what level of, of disengagement are you going to get from him? Like in, in games like last night where he doesn't get a ton of shots, he's immediately like not as good of a rebounder, not as good of a defender, and he's not active on offense anymore. Um, and it's just like games like that. Yeah, go to Landell because that guy clearly wants to be on the court. I think when when Aiton doesn't get shots and he doesn't get touches and they don't drop plays for him, he doesn't want to be on the court. Like he would no. be, he would be happy watching Jock Landell get fifty dropped on his head. And I think you know that you need guys who are going to battle down the stretch and make winning plays. Um, even like like you said, Max. Like yes, Jokic had fifty, but Landell at least fought his ass off and made it hard on him and he actually got a couple uh stops down the stretch yeah and that he did the thing where Jokic goes to like kind of turn the shoulder and bang into his chest and Landell stood in and you know showed that he's big and pushing him back a little bit so I like that any other takeaways Suns look better with Chris Paul any thoughts on, without Chris Paul any thoughts on that Jordan I don't think they look better with Chris, without Chris Paul I mean campaign went two for eight I'd rather have Chris Paul on the court I think yep. it's like I said, this is all about KD's mindset, and it's like the the whole media has been pushing this forever, 
and it's kind of rare that you see it actually play out where the Suns are like, oh, or, or KD's like, oh, maybe I should be way more aggressive. Like, maybe we do need this to happen. And it finally did happen. So I, I think it's more about um, Durant's mindset than it is Chris Paul being out. It's also weird that yeah. he's shooting threes now. You notice that? That's the other thing. Like, everyone's been like, Yo, yeah, the Suns don't shoot enough threes. Yeah, and then they said Now they're shooting you, more threes. That, you know, we fucking brought that right up on here, remember? Like, that was the thing going into, is that they only shoot mid-range jumpers, and it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta shoot threes now. We were talking about that with the Clippers series. I have a working theory that there's, like, a secret, like, Illuminati part of the NBA that listens to the love cast. <laughs> and, and that's, that's not a bad theory. That might not be a theory. All of these playoff series, we're having Kevin a Durant effect. throw up gang signs. If you listen to the love cast, <laughs> yeah, uh, nice game. No, James we'll Harden throw up a throw up a blood sign. If you uh, Maybe, hit three, we should we push some like we don't, some we don't, anti-Sixers uh, narratives. Anti. Okay. By the way, speaking of anti-narratives, Doris Burke may yeah. be the biggest Celtics hater on fucking planet Earth. She is brutal to broadcast, like to listen to during a game. Mark Jones is like one of the all-time goats, and Doris Burke just absolutely makes that broadcast so much less enjoyable. I mean, it was brutal. I, I'm 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 safe with saying that. I'm comfortable with saying that. No, yeah, you didn't. I didn't listen to the broadcast. I was actually listening to 98.5 on my drive home, and it was electric. By job. the way, they do so a great please. job. I was <laughs> on do. that too for a little yeah. bit. Before I upset, my phone. Yeah, if you're ever upset with Doris or any other announcer, turn on the local guys because they do a good job. Do you want to um, know what like, about Doris every, next? Every I was gonna, is going. Yeah, yeah, where everything is going. Um, I was gonna say I have a heinous tweet that I think it was. I don't give. I don't understand why people give so much uh, hate to Doris Burke. I take that. I'm gonna try and I've been trying to find it and quote tweet it and say I understand now because that last game was actually terrible. That was insufferable and. I used to like Doris Burke. I even tweeted in her defense, like I just said. So even for me to say that, someone who actually thinks of himself as a Doris Burke fan, that was fucking awful. Yeah. Um, Max, are the Denver Nuggets your NBA championship favorite as of this moment? And actually, um, follow-up question, who's after the Nuggets? Because it seems like it's not the Celtics. Oh, fuck, Jordan. Um. I don't know. I I I I have a ticket out on the Nuggets to win. I do think that's bad, Max. I'm I'm sorry. No, this was bad. a this was this was a start. This was the start of the playoffs when I took. That I know, open. but that still like whether it was yesterday or or t- five weeks. That's bad, man. I agree. That's sacrilegious, dude. Come on, no. when you're going for it, like when it's your team, when you're there and you're the it's a it's a okay. Well, it's a it's a it's a value bet. I mean, twenty cent. It's a twenty cent. Bet, so it's not I like, don't care if it's a one cent ticket, I would, man. That dude, that hurts. All right, continue. I don't even give a fuck if they win. I I obviously want the Celtics to win. I that was a twenty cents um bet at like plus six hundred or something. So make a dollar. Um, no, I I like I think the way that I'm looking at it is which is crazy because everyone thinks they're gonna come out of the East, but I think it's um Nuggets Warriors. Celtics are like my three. I I don't know if I can order them to be honest. I, I if I had to, Nuggets would be one, and Celtics would be two. Warriors three. Sleeping but I do on the Lake Show. I I dude, there's no, I don't think the Lake Show can win. I I know they look good, but the way that that LeBron is kind of coasting indicates to me that he doesn't have. Coasting is a strong word. He coasts the first quarter. I think like he's injured. After. I think he is too, but he's also thirty eight. So I kind of talking about. Yeah, time, like him holding up for that long and then going into the intensity of a finals 
And also, he's in a series with the Warriors that could lot, might go seven. Um, I'm not sure. I'm a little worried about the... I, I don't see it with the Lakers, and I also think we match up all right with them. Our perimeter defense is great, and Rob Will versus AD is a matchup that I'm all right with. Not, AD And AD also, to hold up through the whole thing, I don't know. The Warriors, to me are the team I'm afraid of because I think they have the Celtics number that even this season, the Celtics could had really tough games with the Warriors and um, they just, they ha- they're, they're slowly putting it together a little bit. So I, th- I do think they end up beating the Lakers. Um, I think they lose to the Nuggets. So the Nuggets to me are the team that are figuring it out all at the right time. And they have the best player left in the playoffs. Um, not, I don't want this to happen. I, I, I want the Celtics to win. I can't believe you think we're going to lose. I can't believe you think you don't we're going to You lose. just said you think we're going to lose, too. He really, he really wants that $1. No, All right. I would much um, rather have... I've been waiting since we were, what, eight, six years old for them to win again. So I'm, I'd, I'd, be, I'd much rather share that moment with my family and my dad than make a buck. Thank you for All clarifying. Right. So I think the Celtics are my one. But by the way... The team that we've been talking about was going to win the finals, that could win the finals, that none of us have mentioned is the Sixers. And I think it's because the Celtics are currently playing the Sixers. But if they beat us... If they like, beat us, yeah, I think they... They might be the new favorite. Like, they, I, I think it's Celtics. I mean, obviously, we're naming teams out of the West because we hope that we make the finals and that it's a team from the... Like, obviously, we play a team from the West. And what team from the West is it going to be? But, like, if we lose, Sixers got to be you know, have the second or third best odds. I don't have it in front of me right now as to <laughs> what those odds are, but they have to be up there. Like they, they have to be right there with the nuggets, Lakers, warriors. Like they're a hundred percent in the mix, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm going Celtics one nuggets two, Sixers three. And I think the warriors are slightly overrated. I think they might be like the fifth best team left, but they happen to have, Steph Curry, who like just and makes... Clay, Clay's offensively like back to normal. But uh, is he? I don't know if he offensively, is. Like, yes. Defensively, no. His foot speed is different. And I don't know. They Draymond seems worse. Pool seems worse than last year. Um, their Poole bench is, is worse than last year. Pool is unplayable right now. It's it's actually yeah. insane. He got he got the bag and he fucking dipped. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Continue. No, you're good. I I just think the Warriors are slightly overrated, but. Steph Curry keeps putting on these unreal performances, um, especially in that King series where where you go like who who can beat them when Steph plays like that. And also, I think of all the teams, I would least want to play the Warriors, like as a Celtics fan. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I think we would just lose to the Warriors just strictly because of the the mentality difference. Because Draymond but would talk the, shit. Draymond yeah. would talk shit and fucking ruin our mindset that our team's yeah. mindset. I agree. I don't think we would beat the Warriors, but I I don't think the Warriors are getting out of the West. So I I think top three Celtics, Nuggets, Sixers. I rest my case. So um, I sorry, Buddy. I I agree with that top three. Uh, not that top three. I I obviously like the Warriors over the Sixers, but I do um agree with that mindset where I do think the Warriors can beat the Celtics, but I don't think the Warriors are going to get out because I think the Nuggets will win. Um, continue on, Buddy, with what you had to say. So I just pulled up the odds in front of me. Uh, this is according to DraftKings Sportsbook. Please bet uh, legally and responsibly. I know all of us totally do. Um, Celtics yep. plus 155. Lakers plus 425. Nuggets 475. Suns 450. Warriors 900. Sixers plus 1100 right now. Why Why are they lower than the Lakers? Oh, because they're playing the Celtics. 
They love Vegas loves the C's. They love the Celtics. I mean, plus one fifty five, and then the next closest is plus four twenty five. Man, I didn't realize it was that much of a disparity. Jordan, you might be onto something with, with yeah, the I didn't trust in Vegas either. here. Hey, I, I think Vegas, those guys do their jobs pretty well. Um, pretty good, but at it, yeah, I do think futures, especially in the NBA, are tough. Like, like those Vegas nerds aren't watching the C's choke down the stretch every single day like we do yes i throw the i throw future bets out. i've been throwing future bets out a lot like i currently have a ticket on anthony richardson to win uh offensive rookie of the year is my is something i'm holding on to i like that a lot i don't yeah. mind that at all uh um, yeah it goes right to the colts and plays i also i was looking at Bijan, but he's too juiced right now i thought yeah, of sure. it like if he's a running back he gets he might get injured like Brees hall maybe you fucking you know who knows i might throw jameer uh, gibbs I was oh. I was looking at that one too because the dual backs thing they got rid of Swift I I fuck I like that. <laughs> and they took him at twelve they're clearly going to use twelve yeah they had to know something Danny Butts righty. so I I have not placed any uh, futures yet for the NFL season but I will be absolutely taking a look at them let's do a little prediction uh, we have two games tonight we have the Knicks Heat Lakers Warriors two great games I I would say uh, Knicks obviously got spanked in game three the heat just looked really good i actually think it was more the knicks looking like a piece of shit than the heat uh looking really good and i also think that's how the knicks are i don't think the knicks are very good at all i've been anti shout out letty forever shout out letty fuck you letty i know he's not gonna listen to this but yeah, he's i not think the knicks stink uh heat minus four and a half we'll start with jordan here um did the heat get it done and take it three one seriously are we in miami tonight yeah we are we are in miami for game four yes oh man they're minus four and a half Dude, I'm, this is my last holding out hope moment for the Knicks. I'm going to pick the Knicks, and Ooh. maybe it's because I watched them beat the Celtics like four times in the regular season and look awesome. I don't know. I, I think they, they've been playing horrible. I think they are so due for like some shots to go down, for quickly to get going, for something to happen. Um, but, I mean, it's, it is really tough to pick against Jimmy Butler. I think the Knicks tied up. I just I like their defense. I love their mindset, and I've been you know picking them for a while now. So I'm gonna stick with it. Maxwell. Oh, God. Uh, um, I don't think you get a quickly game tonight. I mean, now that I say that, you're he's gonna get one, but he just <laughs> he looks mentally broken. Um, Spolstra I think is the key here. Um, he's been out coaching Tibbs, and his rotations have just been messing up what Tibbs has been trying to do for the Knicks side of things um and i think it's really showing like he makes the knicks look really bad i'm gonna go with miami here minus four and a half I, actually i'm just gonna take money line i don't know i don't want to touch minus um just because yeah i'm worried about that but yeah go ahead butts i'm taking miami as well keep that short and sweet i don't think the knicks are that good i think they're tired i think they're hurt and i think they're tired and i don't think they're that good so with all that being said i, I think four and a half is, is is a good bet uh lakers warriors Great game, fucking great oh, game, man. big game as well. Line open at three and a half has now moved to two and a half, uh, minus two and a half in favor of LA. In LA, Lakers lead this series two one. If the Lakers get a three one series lead, this thing is most likely wraps. Um, what do you guys think? Because uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say before I make my decision. I did say that you guys were sleeping on the Lakers, and I do think that you're still sleeping on the Lakers, but. I'm slightly surprised to see them favored in this game. I think this is a, a Steph must-win um, kind of backs-to-the-wall game where coming back from 3-1 isn't impossible, but I think Steph goes off tonight, and 
I think they tie it up 2-2. Um, but again, like I'm not going to be surprised if the Lakers win. I think everyone's sleeping on them. Jared Vanderbilt's a really, really good defender. He, he's been you know, chasing Steph around better than a lot of guys have. Um, my play is Steph Curry minus four and a half um, head-to-head against LeBron James points. That's if that makes sense. So LeBron, what I think Steph, that that's my bet. Um, LeBron, I was tr- my my favorite bet of this game would be wh- whatever um, the first half points are for LeBron. Bet the under because he doesn't he he really takes it easy in the first half and then gets it going towards the end. May I think the Warriors back against the wall get the win here. Don't feel great about it, but um, yeah, this series is fun to watch from a basketball standpoint, from a Celtics fan standpoint. It's pretty miserable. Man, uh, this is tough. Man, I, I really don't know which way to go. I might just flip a coin and just fucking yeah. let, the, let the coin decide. Uh, this is really tough, man. The, both these teams are really good, um, obviously, and have been playing pretty good basketball. Lakers just put on such a dominant performance, which makes me think that they're going to come out not flat, but I just think the Warriors are going to come out so much more hungry. Uh, this isn't a must-win for the Lakers, but it's a must-win for the Warriors. So with that being said, I think the Warriors get it done, but I think it's really fucking close. Well, I I don't think this game's a blowout at all. I think this is going to be a really really close battle. Uh, I think the Stars are going to come out to play tonight in LA, and I think it, the Warriors are eventually going to get it done. Okay. Anything else on this series the that we've been talking about? Or, I mean, the last couple games too. Anything before we go? We're going to do a recap tomorrow of the games that we just talked about as well. So. We'll be back on soon. But anything else from you guys? I'm good. I got an essay to write. Do it midnight. All right. Get on it, JD. Be a student sort of talks about. Be a student <laughs> talks about athlete, if you will. There we go. There it is. That's coin that phrase. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, we'll be back, as I said, tomorrow to recap the Knicks heat and the Warriors Lakers game. So stay tuned for that. Thank you all for listening and yeah. peace. Shut it with all with y'all. Oh, Coming to say you look, you're fine. We got to cut it off. Nobody kidding, fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up with y'all. But shorty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Yeah, this low mulatto. She could be a model.